Welcome to the Warriors Arise podcast, a safe place to talk about unsafe things. Here's your host, Jane Zahasky. Hello, thank you for joining us today on the Warriors Arise podcast. I am Jane Zahasky, your host, and today Susie Hansen and I will be visiting with our friend Jed Chapel. Hey, Jed. How's it going? Good. Awesome. How are you? Doing wonderful. Thank Good. you. Good. We're so glad you're here with us. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. Yeah. So we we can go back a long, a long time. A long way back. <laughs> yes, a long time. We used to work together at 10 years ago, yeah. I think it's been now. I think it has, a decade, yes. crazy wow. to yeah, me. Yeah, no doubt. So, and, you know, I've heard your story several times, but it's always so refreshing to hear it again because God can use stories, right? Yeah. We talk about this a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He uses our stories to help build faith in others, to keep us seeking him out and expecting him in ways to trust him. Mm -hmm. So, so many things. And it's so good to share what God is doing in our lives in Mm -hmm. the past and future and present, present day, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, Jed, why don't you give us a little rundown yeah. Uh, uh, little, I say, but sure. yeah. that's a God big, amazing story. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be hard to fit it in here. Sure. <laughs> right? But give us a little update. Who are you? Sure. Well, you know, today I like to say first, I'm, I'm a son of God, yes. you know, and Love but there's a lot to my story that shapes that, you know, first of all, what, what has happened to me doesn't define me, but it does explain me, you know, mm, that's um, good. You know, I was born into a home where I was taught about God and who he is and that he existed, but I was entered into a relationship through some circumstances that some things that happened to me. So when I was 11 years old, my father passed away. And by the time I was 14, because of some other things that happened in my life, I began selling drugs, flew off the rails and began uh, to carry a gun in Oklahoma City and sell drugs for one of my older brothers. Wow. So some things went a little crazy in my life, obviously. By the time I was 18, I got into a situation where I was involved in an armed robbery. Yeah. So I pulled a weapon on a police officer. Bad idea. (laughs) Before I could squeeze the trigger, he shot at me five times, hitting me four times in my chest, arm, and twice in my hand. Wow. I lost 65% of my blood supply. And I flatlined in the ambulance. And I woke up handcuffed to a bed in ICU. Mm. So I realized that in that moment, I should probably change a few things in my life. (laughs) And so needless to say, uh, some things started changing in my life at that time. I was out on bond for about eight and a half months, went to get sentenced to prison Mm -hmm. at 19 years old at this time, was sentenced to 47 years in prison. Wow. That's when everything in me broke. Mm. And I gave my life to Christ and it was very sincere. In that moment, I, I entered into a relationship with Christ that was very real. Mm-hmm. And I knew there was this peace that came over me. And I knew that God was very real and evident in my life. Yeah. And miraculously, I only did eight years in prison. Wow. Because of good behavior. Uh-huh. So when I got out of prison in 2003, um, I started attending a church yeah. here locally in Oklahoma City. It was called, it was Victory Church. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was in the lobby three weeks out of prison with my son at the time. And uh, this youth pastor came up to me and he said, hey, you would be a great youth volunteer in the church in the youth building across the street. And I said, hey, you should probably run a background check. And so anyway, the building we are sitting in right now is called City Center. And now we own this building as a nonprofit called City Center that I now am the CEO of. So it's crazy how God brings things. Oh, gosh, that's so great. So anyway, three years later, they asked me to be a pastor at that church. And uh, 
I was there for eight years as a pastor, but now, of course, I'm I'm the CEO of City Center. Yeah. So anyway, things come full circle. Yeah. And uh, now I get to serve the community, and God can use anything to yes. use anybody. So. Yes, absolutely. That you are. That's okay. me in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> you are a big nutshell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a big nutshell. You are a great example of how God can use anyone. Sure. Right. Yeah. And so when the enemy tells us lies that right. we are too broken or mm-hmm. we've done too bad of things in our past. Right, yeah. God can take that and say, oh no, uh, sure. you know, I, I am bigger than those lies mm-hmm. and can prove it. You're a good example mm-hmm. of that. So what were some of those lies? Did you struggle with that at some point, kind of when yeah. you were deepening that relationship with the Lord? Sure. And did you have times where you were like, oh no, I'm too messed up. There's no way. Absolutely. And this is the good stuff here because, you know, when I first got out of prison, I thought, Man, how can I be used? You know, yeah. um, I was in prison. You know, my hand is an example of what I felt like. You know, my fingers messed up. My hands, you know, is it's unusable in some ways. Mm-hmm. And that's how I felt on the inside. Oh, yeah. You know, I felt very oh. unusable. I felt very broken. I felt like maybe I would never have a wife that would, you know, yeah. want to be with me. Uh, all these things is how I felt yeah. on the inside. Yeah. Those can be debilitating. Very debilitating. Oh, yeah. Um, I felt very much so how my hand looked on the outside. Mm. But as I began to walk him as throughout life and as I began to grow in my relationship with Christ, I began to realize, man, God wanted to use me. Yeah. And those prayers that I prayed in prison, you know, asking God, God, if there is anything usable within me, he began to show me and lead me to people yeah. that actually needed the experience that I had. Yeah. And so I realized all the hurts that I experienced we're actually going to be used to help heal other people. Oh, that's wow. so good. And so the reality is the hurts that we do experience are going to be leveraged in some way yeah. to be used to help heal other people. So, yeah. and I'm seeing that walk out in my life today. Yeah. But yeah, there's definitely times, you know, in my life where I thought, man, you know, I don't know this, what I've experienced is what I identify as, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the pain that I've experienced, that's who I am now, which mm-hmm. that's not the case. Mm-hmm. We are sons and we are daughters of God, and He has the last word yes. as to who we are. Can you oh, elaborate yeah. a little bit about that? Because yeah. so many of us become identified by our past, mm-hmm. and that, that's one of our big things here, is you are not defined by your past experiences. But yeah. you just said that. It's the things that we've been through that define us. So tell us a little bit about how you were able to cross over and understand that your history is yeah. not what defines you, but God instead is using your history mm-hmm. to project you into what you are now very passionate about, sure. which mm-hmm. is through, you know, your ministry, the mm-hmm. city center. Yeah. You know, we make mistakes. We make mm-hmm. choices that we look back and say, man, what in the world was I thinking? You know? <laughs> Why did I do that? Yeah. And the reality is we've all, oh, we, yes. we laugh right now because we can say, man, we've yes. all done that. Yes. But we can submit those mistakes to, to a loving heavenly father that sees mm-hmm. us, yes. that created us, that knew in advance we were going to make that mistake Yeah. and embraces us for that. Mm-hmm. It also says, you know, he works all things together for good for those that love him That's and right. are called according to his purpose. So, so with that scripture, what that tells me is that he uses that good, mm-hmm. the bad, the mm-hmm. ugly, all that for a future purpose for our life. Yes. So if I believe God, mm-hmm. if I believe his word is true, then I have to embrace that scripture and say, okay, mm-hmm. then that bad thing I did doesn't define me and doesn't make me. Mm-hmm. That just means I have to say, okay, that was a thing. 
Mm-hmm. I have to release that and trust God that I can use that as knowledge and as an education piece yeah. for what not to do in the future. Right. And that, doesn't, and that isn't who I am. Mm-hmm. That's a bad decision I made and yeah. I can choose better in the future. Yes. Amen. So that's what, yeah. that's how I look at things today. Yeah. And you know, and I, and I believe in counseling too. Mm-hmm. And so I have a counselor that I see and that's a healthy thing. Yeah. Um, because yeah. there's trauma that I've experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I talk to my counselor, and he, he always says, Jed, you got to give yourself a break sometimes. <laughs> you know? And so one of the things that we have to realize is that we have to give give ourselves a break. Yeah. That's and because good. God has given us a break. Yes. And his name is Jesus. Amen. When we accept Jesus, <laughs> yeah. we are now righteous children yeah. in God's sight. Yeah. And so... Anyway, that's how I how I filter things today. Yeah, so. and that was a process, right? Big time I mean, because we talk about that, yeah. and that is how it goes. Mm-hmm. But it's it can be a long yeah process. Sure, you know we got to go through those refining fires. Yep. Yeah, we've been talking about that lately in mm-hmm. a Bible study group mm-hmm. I'm in. Sure, is being in the refining fire and God bringing all those impurities yep. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and it's kind of like. You surrender your past, basically. Sure. You don't want to hold on to it as your identity. You surrender it to God and allow Him to use it. Mm-hmm. But there's that fine balance of surrendering. We kind of mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Surrendering versus like avoiding and not yeah. ever yes. dealing with it and trying to push it aside yeah. where then that gives an open door to some shame and guilt and all that to rise up and eventually take over. Sure. You know, yep. there's that fine line there. So how do we deal with that? Yeah, you can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. Right. You know, that's that's the thing. I think there is a point in my salvation where the assumption was you walk down, you accept Christ at the altar. There's a wand that's waved over you. <laughs> and magically, everything goes away. Right, right, right. And that's not true. <laughs> no. You, know, you have to, you know, through prayer, through reading of God's word, through a daily surrender. Yeah. You have to confront those things mm-hmm. and um, embrace the fact that you are forgiven, you know, and you have to, you know, the, the Bible talks about confessing your sin one to another mm-hmm. so that you may be healed. Mm-hmm. There's like a, you, that speaks of confrontation of the, of the sin yeah. you know, of the things. So, so you can be released of that shame. Yeah. I think, I think that, that that's what that's talking about. Yeah. And so when sin's exposed, it can no longer have a hold on. You, yes. You know? Yep. So, or maybe it's sin. Maybe it's just that thing that you're ashamed of. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think that that's what that's talking about. So uh-huh. that's good. But shame is a something that can keep us bound. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. deeply. And, yeah. Um, well, it can tell us that we're the only one. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. That absolutely. Yeah. you know, it can keep us in prison to mm-hmm. our secret mm-hmm. sins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we feel like if we expose it to mm-hmm. someone, we'll be rejected or judged. Yep. yep. And that, again, it's just another lie mm-hmm. that the enemy will use to keep us in prison. So it's so important that mm-hmm. we find a safe person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it be a counselor or a trusted mentor, don't yes. just go blab to the That's, first person you yes. see because Very that could be true. bad. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. You have to have a trusted. I have, I have a few people in my life that I, you know, share my heart with about mm-hmm. certain things. It has to be a very trusted, yeah, tried and true person. And mm-hmm. I would highly recommend that you <laughs> vet that person out thoroughly. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yes, with the Holy Spirit. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> So can you tell us a little more about that season where you're out of prison Mm -hmm. and you're still trying to figure out, okay, how is this not my identity? Mm -hmm. And then you become a pastor. And how do you just 
start really walking into the freedom yeah. that Jesus provides. So I, I'm out of prison and um, meet my beautiful wife mm -hmm. and we get married, have a child together. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm actually just starting to really walk into new doors that are open for me. I don't pursue yeah. anything. Yeah. Really. I really just walk into this, this relationship with Christ, uh -huh. walk through doors that are open to me. And I begin to just develop a relationship with Christ and yeah. walk into this freedom. Yeah. And so, so what did that look like when you say you, you're, you're building this relationship? You know, honestly, it was just very natural mm -hmm. as if you're being, you're developing a relationship with another person. Yeah. You know, reading scripture, praying, yeah. going to church. Yeah. Fellowshipping with other believers. Yeah. It was How just very, often did you do that? On a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. You know? Right. I think yes. you want to do that on Sunday. Yeah. Then right. I wonder why things are getting better. Yeah. Yes. Honestly, it's got to be as natural as if you're dating your, your spouse. Yeah. You know, it has to be very regular and natural. Mm -hmm. It can't be a systematic punch the clock thing. Like, yes. Like, like we do, I think, in our Western culture these days yeah. or any other culture that is just on Sunday and Wednesday. Yeah. And I can be guilty of that today. Oh, I can sure. fall into that same rhythm. Yeah. So it was just like that. But then I'll be honest with you, when I became a pastor uh -huh. and it became a job, Yeah. it actually became a job in some senses at times. Mm -hmm. And I had to really catch myself. Yeah. And so there became a little bit of a season where my identity was Pastor Jed. Uh-huh. And or <laughs> Outreach Pastor Jed. Right. Or Outreach Pastor Jed that had the story of being shot four times yeah. and going to prison, Pastor Jed. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I had to pull myself out of that identity and remember, oh, yeah, no, your son, Jed. <laughs> uh -huh. Your yeah. son of God, Jed. You yes. know, you're a son. You're not just Pastor Jed that was shot four times. Right. You're more than that, you know, yeah. in God's eyes. Yeah. And so once I realized that again, I fell in love with this God that saved me, yeah. this Jesus that redeemed me, you know? So good. And when I can rest in that, the anxiety oh, subsides, yeah. you know? Yeah. I remember being so anxious at times whenever I was trying to perform mm -hmm. for God as this Jed who was shot four times, who was <laughs> person that, you know, people I think wanted me to live up to. Yeah. I don't even know if they wanted me to. I thought they did. Yes, you know? yes. They probably didn't want me to. <laughs> I just thought they did because right, right. that's what, Yeah. I don't know, you know. But I think a lot of times we get caught up trying to perform up to an identity mm -hmm. that God didn't assign to us. Right. You know? And so it's really nice whenever we can rest in our true identity, which is mm. who we are as his sons and daughters. Yeah. And um get away from this orphan spirit that yeah. the enemy would love for us to, to rest in because... The devil wants us to believe that we're not God's kids. Yeah. <laughs> when right. we are, we're yeah. his kids. He loves us like crazy. We have full access to his refrigerator. Yes, his we pantry. have a refrigerator. Right? <laughs> you, know, yes. you know, it's like, so anyway. That's good. That's and, you know, good. and I'm, I'm 45 years old now, and yeah. I have to remind myself that, you know, of that still to this day. Yes. And I'll probably have to remind myself of that when I'm 90. Yeah. Yes. But, yes. Every day. Every yeah. day we have to remind ourselves. Sure. Yep. So the part of your story that I really, really love mm -hmm. is how... You met up with that police officer. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay, share that part. I really love that. I just yeah. love how God does things and just brings oh, people yeah. together. So I was sitting at my desk at church one day in the office, mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit doesn't really speak to me audibly, which would be cool if he did. Sure, right? yeah. But there was this impression I had, and I felt like the Lord was just saying, you know, Jed, you should reach out to that officer that shot you. 
<laughs> and ask him for forgiveness. <laughs> that was, like, was your first thought. Like, what? Like, Where did that come like, from? Like, okay, Lord, like, <laughs> what does that conversation look like? And yeah. What do I say there? You know, like, uh, hey, just got out of prison. I wasn't doing all better. You know, just go have coffee or something, you know? And so, um, anyway, so I, I didn't know where to begin, you know? So I, I actually talked to some police officer friends of mine, like, where would he be? Yeah. He was still working as a police officer. He was no longer a police officer. He was mm -hmm. doing other work. So uh, one of the guys that was actually with me the day I was shot yeah. was working a temporary job with an HVAC company. Yeah. And he was working under him. What? And, re oh, wow. and recognized him. Oh, I don't wow. think I've ever told that part of the story to you guys, but yeah. he calls me and said, hey, the police officer that shot you, I'm working for him. <laughs> and I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I was like, anyway. Oh, wow. So that's how I found out he was working where he yeah. was working. So I called his place of business. They took my number, not my name, which yeah. I thought oh, was wow. interesting. Uh -huh. Totally total God thing where I found out where he was. So, yeah. So I called him at the place of business, <laughs> took my number, not my name. Uh huh. He called me back five minutes later. Yeah. My heart's oh, racing. Oh, my like I just beat it on my chest. <laughs> yes. I answered the phone. He said, This is Jerry. I, did I get a call from this number? And I said, uh, yes, sir. I was going to ask two questions. And I thought this is crazy. <laughs> I said, uh, are you a retired police officer with the Oklahoma City Police Department? Mm -hmm. He said, yes, I am. But this next question, I thought we're either going to be great friends or I'm going to jail. <laughs> I said, um, were you involved in a shooting that involved a youth back in 1995? Yeah. He said, got real quiet and said, uh, yes, I was. <laughs> I said, well, I said, sir, my name is Jed Chapel. <laughs> Boy, then man, now that you shot, I said, I wanted to ask you for forgiveness for putting you in that situation. Yeah. Audibly started weeping at home. Wow. Oh, God. I said, um, I want to ask you for forgiveness mm -hmm. for putting you in that situation. Wow. He said, um, Jed, I thought I felt like I was in the wrong. He said, I felt like I needed your forgiveness this whole time. He oh. said, he started going through the list of things he felt like he did wrong. Oh, wow. And I said, sir, if you feel like you need my forgiveness, you got it. <laughs> I really feel like I need yours because oh. I could have killed you. I could have killed some lady, the little lady in her front living room. Yeah. I said, you did exactly what you're supposed to do. I know you're, yeah. how you're trained, you know, Yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I said, matter of fact, you know what? My worst day was really my best day because of you. Yeah. I said, mm -hmm. uh, I said, have you ever heard of Victory Church? He goes, yeah, I've actually been to that church before. I said, well, I'm a pastor there now. <laughs> he goes, my goodness, God does work there. <laughs> I said, yes, sir, he does. And I said, anyway, mm -hmm. um, I'd love to see where the fork in the road is, but at mm -hmm. some point, I just want you to know, like, you've changed my life. Aww. So anyway, six months later, he calls back again. And he asked me if I would actually help his son get into a rehab. Oh. And we, and I wow. ended up meeting with his um, son for like over an eight-month period of time every week. Yeah. Drove him to rehab. He's, he's cleaning us over today. So. Wow. Crazy story. Oh, so, gosh. I mm, love that. God uses all things. Everything. All things. He, he wastes nothing. He wastes nothing. Nothing. Yes. Yep. If we let him. Yeah. You know, that's I mean, right. we have our part to do. Yep. And that's that's the hard that's part. That's the important part. Yes. Is that we have to take responsibility for our rehabilitation, yeah. our recovery, yeah. our yeah. relationship yep. with Christ. Yeah. We can't just want it and then do nothing about mm -hmm. it right yeah mm -hmm. and that's wow. when it gets hard that's mm -hmm. a, i yep. love that story yes i do too i do too so god has used all of this mm -hmm. these relationships that yep. have come out of this situation and so tell us a little more about today what's your season 
here at City Center and just all the amazing things that you're doing in this community? Oh, you know, I really just, I think I talk a lot, you know, I I talk a lot, but I just love, I love telling stories because I feel like God has given us a voice in some ways in the community and ways to open doors for families and young people to access resources that otherwise wouldn't be accessible. I love sitting down and listening to people, hearing their story so it can be told in other places. I love to serve people. We just Uh love to serve people. And we love to lead, Julie and I love to lead the team that we get to lead here at City Center as well. So we just really want to also see what we do here in More Acres scale into other Mm -hmm. neighborhoods in the community as well. Yes. So yeah, we honestly, we're just... We had a great fundraiser event last night where we yeah. got to see tons of money raised to continue to push the mission and vision forward. Yeah. Can you tell her, I'm sorry, I mean to interrupt you, yeah. but uh, what is the City Center? Yeah, so City Center is an under-resourced families and at-risk youth center. And so what we do is we are a, a hub organization that also partners with other nonprofit organizations to serve the community here in War Acres. Mm-hmm. And so we're about a 12,000 square foot building mm-hmm. that... We have a food pantry, clothing closet, nutrition program, after-school program that focuses on athletics and education in the after-school hours for youth. Um, But we also serve families and and things Mm -hmm. like that as well. Mm -hmm. We realize in this community, specifically the Putnam City Schools area, there's just a lot of food insecurities, a lot of youth that are um, very at risk. And so we just try to meet those needs that exist surrounding those issues. Yeah. And so we really are passionate about scaling what we do here as well into other communities. But we also believe that the kingdom of God is built at the speed of relationships. So we are very passionate about locking arms with other nonprofit organizations. Mm -hmm. So if they do something really well in the community, we want them to use our space to serve the community as well, free of charge. Mm -hmm. So um, we're really passionate about that as well. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yes, and we are one of those. We are sure, yeah, so great. Absolutely, yeah. We are so great. We are so great. I wanted to see a safe space for young people that were just like me yeah. have a place to come to. Yeah. And, you know, my wife, Julie, too, she was a single mom and she she had to access, you know, places for community services when sure. she was she couldn't make ends meet at some, mm-hmm. certain points in her life. And there were times some of those places, not all of them, weren't very dignifying, mm-hmm. you know. And so one of our very one part of the purpose that we are very stubborn with mm-hmm. is we're going to serve people with dignity. Yeah. You know? yeah, that's good. And so that's one thing we won't budge on, Yeah, you know, it's because yeah. of her experience there. Mm. And so we believe outreach is looking people straight in the eyes as humans, yes. not looking down at them. Right. Um, so so that's how we operate. Yeah. Awesome. So what are maybe some final thoughts that you have for our listeners today? Maybe some, some women that are just struggling mm-hmm. with, being stuck in their past, they identify themselves by their past. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know how to build that relationship and really be able to call themselves a daughter of God. Sure. You know, one thing I started doing is I getting up every single morning and saying a prayer and saying, God, thank you for helping me see myself as a son of God today. Mm. And, you know, wow. it sounds so simple and it sounds so very simple. But you know what? When I began to remind myself, I think sometimes we have to 
carve new paths in our uh-huh. brain. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. when we tell ourselves, I didn't realize that I was telling myself lies every day. Yeah. And so I had to begin to tell myself a new truth every day. That's good. And so I would say as a woman, as a daughter of God, mm-hmm. get up and tell yourself a new truth every day. Yeah. And when you catch yourself telling yourself a lie, tell yourself a new truth. Yes. And, that's so and, good. And pray a new prayer of truth and yeah. read a new truth. <laughs> For every lie you tell yourself, tell yourself two new truths. Yeah. And, oh, um, that's good. And and read a new truth mm-hmm. and quit telling yourself a lie. And I think that's the answer. That's part of an answer to a new path for you. Yeah. Um, maybe that's simple. Maybe that's, uh, you know, that sounds really good, Jed. But I think that was true for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, it's been helping me. Yeah. Um, so I think we make things so difficult sometimes. Yeah. And if we can just break it down to something simple like yeah. that. And we say it's simple because you're like, oh, what? Just saying a sentence is going to change yeah, my life. But, sure. yes, but it does. yes, it does. It's changed mine. And yeah. it's, it's led me to more complex, deeper steps. But yeah. that beginning point is always sometimes the hardest part. Yes, like, where do is. I start? Yeah. Start by telling yourself a new truth. Yes. And, and like in your case, you were telling us about identity and mm-hmm. how that's like your new identity. Yeah. But that's what you started with. Mm-hmm. But isn't yeah. it funny how years now, later, mm-hmm. yeah. that is something that the enemy tries to take away from you. Yeah. Right? He does, because yeah. you were saying, I have to remind myself yeah. even today that that's my identity. Yeah. And that's where you started. That's and right. it's just, just like the enemy to come and take that, that yes. foundation. And try yep. to take that away and break that it down. That simple truth was buried in all these lies. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah. And that's the thing I was going to say is yeah. the enemy will take a seed of truth, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and, and then build a lie around it. Yeah. And so you're like, well, I did do that, you know, and right. so you believe the lie that yes. it builds around it. And that's the part that you have to take captive mm-hmm. and speak God's truth over it. Yeah. Because we are sons and daughters. Yes, yeah. we are of God. Yeah. We are not orphans. Right. We are his children. Yeah. And that is where our identity lies, not mm-hmm. in our past or the mistakes that we've made. Right. Yeah, that's good. Right. Yeah. That is so, so good. If I wanted to get involved with the city center, what would yeah. I need to do? Awesome. Yeah. Um, so you can get involved by going to okcity.center and there's some ways to get involved there. But honestly, if you want to get involved, just email info at okcity.center and say, if you want to volunteer, mention you want to volunteer. We'll reply to you and give you a list of ways that you can volunteer. Awesome. I love this And I love that that's a perfect way to help us get out of our prisons. You know, that invisible prison by serving others. That's right. Mm -hmm. And even when you don't feel like it. (laughs) Especially when you don't feel like it. Yes. You you put others first. And God uses that. He sees that and he knows your heart. Right? Mm -hmm. And so... I just love that you provide opportunities like that mm. because that's a part of people's healing process, you know, sure. serving others. So thank you so thank much. Thank you guys. This has yes. been such a privilege and honor. Oh, I really do appreciate it. it. Yes. Yeah. Well, we thank appreciate you. you. Oh, yes. Thank you. Sir. thank you for all you've done for Absolutely. us as well. Thank yes. You. You and bet. thank you for sharing all that God is doing in your life. And thank you so it's much. It's really amazing. And thank you for being obedient. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've learned the hard way. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, friends, thank you so much for being with us today. Be sure to um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to our podcast and be a part of all the episodes that we're doing so you don't miss any of them. And remember, friends, it's time to rise up, warrior, and, and step, step into, into your freedom. freedom.
Warriors Arise exists to educate and empower women to break free from the labels of their past in order to find hope, passion, and purpose. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Remember, this is a safe place to talk about unsafe things.